this is Sharon Farenhold with Keeping It Real. And today I am so happy to have on the show with me Becky McGraw. Uh, Becky, you are the Aging in Place Program Coordinator for Blue Ridge Habitat for Humanity. Did I get that correct? That's correct. Yeah, so we'll want to dive in a little more and learn more about that. But before we do that, I, I stalked your Facebook page got a little more information about you, and I was very intrigued by a quote. I actually loved it, kind of want to steal it. Um, you have, I am not what happened to me, but I am what I choose to become. I've known you for, I was trying to think, probably about 10 years or so, maybe a little bit more, and I thought about both of us, who we were, where we where we are now, and who are we be, who we are becoming. And so I've known you through a couple different careers, I've known you through health journey and running, we both do, and now you are the program coordinator at Blue Ridge Habitat for Humanity, so I'm sure when you look back in those years that, that we've known each other, you've seen yourself evolve, I know I've seen myself evolve, and so I want to learn, want, we want to hear more about you, and, and who is Becky? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you should bring that quote up, because recently I went on my profile and completely forgot that that quote was there, and oh, I, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, it's still true, I'll just keep it there, and I think, I mean, we all know none of us was dealt a perfect hand of cards, we've all had our own struggles in life, and absolutely. I, you know, some of us do have more support than others, but I feel that sometimes you just, I don't want things that happen to me to define who I am. Mm -hmm. I want to define who I am and uh, everything that has happened to me, everything that I've gone through, whether it be my different positions, right. um, whether it be anything that life has thrown, I I change, I define myself by those things. I don't let them become who I am. Right, it, it, it helps. Um, I would say like we evolve mm -hmm. and grow from those. And I would think that in your, um, the line of business that you're in now, uh, the um, Habitat for, for Humanity, you must see so much. You must, must see people who have gone through so many hardships that are now being able to celebrate something very big to them. Homeownership, am mm -hmm. I correct in that? Sure, homeownership. Also, I, oft, I am more part of the repair program, the critical home repair program, but the homeownership program is what most people do know us Right, so for. tell me a little bit about like what it is that um, you're, that I had not heard of that before until you came here and told me a little bit before we started this. Right, so we have been mostly doing the homeownership program for a long time, mm -hmm. but many different affiliates have other programs aside from the homeownership. Some people do Veterans Build. I'm sure you might have heard of the Women's Build before. Right, right. Uh, we also have the Critical Home Repair Program as well as Aging in Place, which is kind of a newer program. We see the aging population increasing every day, and we've right. received a lot of repair requests. So. As we all know as homeowners, it's, it can be quite difficult to maintain your home over right. a lifetime. And so we go into homes where people call us with anything from plumbing issues, electrical, and sometimes it's just the people don't have the the means to be able to, to fix their homes. They may be a right. low income and just don't have any support or any way to get a loan or a grant or something along those lines to help repair their that broken is, things. I, I think that, that that bringing awareness to this is huge. Like I said, I had not heard of this before. And as a realtor, I go into some homes that I see that have just really been run down that are now most of the time houses like that, you know, somebody's selling and it's going to be for somebody to flip. 
um, because whoever was in it wasn't able to keep up with it. I never knew that there was this program that maybe would keep somebody in their home longer, that they, they don't have to you know, sell it for a low price to an investor for a flip. They could actually keep it because there's a service available to them. That's correct. And in our area, too, Virginia is a little bit above the average um, of uh, aging housing stock. So mm-hmm. our, our houses are just pretty old. So mm-hmm. I did look at some of the numbers last year with repair requests. I think the average house age is about 53 years old. Okay. So okay. we have that as an issue. And then a lot of our older adults are living on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. So last year we had about 60% of the repair requests were coming from individuals over the age of 60 who are primarily living on social security and okay. may not have family support or any other means to help them with what we might think of as routine maintenance. So what do you, do you have people that work there that the, the go, do, you, do you have contractors or are you in there doing the work yourself or maybe a little bit of both? So Habitat for Humanity is a class A contractor, but we okay. also do subcontracts. So we do have a construction team and right now we have a new project in the north end of Winchester that we just broke ground on called the Norse Village Project. So that'll be five new homes for... Uh, I, I, think, was there, I think there was something in the paper about that not too mm-hmm. long ago, we right? We broke ground in November. Okay. So That's our exciting. construction team is working on that project right now. So we have been utilizing contractors and what a lot of people don't know is we try to make partnerships with contractors but we pay them whatever the rate is when we have the funds we pay them we don't expect them to provide free service or volunteer their time we actually ask for an estimate and then use the funds to pay for whatever that repair be so and on other projects we use volunteers so it's a mixture that's what i was going to ask so in the the um, aging in place one specifically is that could a volunteer go in and help with that or is that more contract work that you're doing there it depends on the project, whether it be in the home ownership or a critical home repair or aging in place. We can use volunteers in different projects. It just depends on right. what we're doing. We just I would imagine like something like that is I don't know maybe I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Like maybe if somebody just needed a wheelchair ramp, you could have some people, some volunteers come out and build that. That's correct. We okay. just had Team Rubicon help us install a ramp at a homeowner in Winchester. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. How long have you been there? I've only been there since October of 2021. Okay, and you were saying that this is a new position. It is a new position because of the requests that we have seen over the last few years being significantly from older adults over the age of 62. Okay, so, so far, you've been in it since October, it's new. Are you seeing that it is something that, a program that is growing quickly, that, you know, as you're getting the word out that people are are utilizing? Are you seeing this as a, a, a big need in our area? It definitely is a big need, and I think it will just continue to grow. I haven't put, or we haven't put out the full, hey, this is what we're doing yet. Mm-hmm. I've mostly been trying to develop the program and make sure we have all those ducks in a row before right. we go full-fledged. So our hope is to create a holistic assessment. So a lot of the times when we had the repair request before, we'd go in with construction and look at the leaky toilet. Well as you probably know, going into some homes, it's usually not a leaky toilet. It's oh, usually something a lot else. more yes, going yes. on. So our hope is to bring in either an OT with us that mm-hmm. will actually look at how the individual is performing activities of daily living or ADLs and how can we help them maintain their independence and maintain their quality of life for as long as they can. Okay. Some situations obviously may not 
right. that might, may not be the best option for that homeowner. But for some, we might be able to do a, a tub conversion to a walk-in mm-hmm. shower. We might be able to put grab bars in, a ramp, and that might be able just to be what they might need other than that leaky toilet. Okay. Well, yeah, that actually um, opens up my eyes to even the bigger picture then. So it's it's about going in and fixing it, but also about letting them stay in their home longer instead of having to go into um, possibly an assisted living mm-hmm. program uh, because they are able to have the, the resources there to, to keep them at home. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Aging in place. I get it. Yes. Yeah. So it might clear. be, and it's financially, it might be in their best financial interest. If we can help them with any fall prevention, that also helps their medical costs. Right. So there's a lot of factors that can really benefit that individual by staying in their home a little bit longer and not need to go to another uh, right. Facility. No, that makes sense. So, um, for you personally, what are what what do you find the challenges to be in in you know this position, or, or even in your daily life? With I know you're you're an athlete, and you have a you, I know you have a son, but a daughter also, a stepson and stepdaughter. They're older okay. adults now. They they're they're, they're, on they're their doing own. their own thing. Okay. <laughs> so your son is still he's what uh, what grade is he? Fifteen. He's in tenth grade. Okay, in tenth grade. So. So I'm sure you have challenges. Here you are help trying to help others be able to stay at their home and make sure they have a better quality of life as well as keeping up your quality of life and raising your son and single mom, raising That's your correct. son. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about how you address those challenges or you know what it is that, that you do to get through each day. Sure. So as, as you know, I'm a runner, so mm-hmm. I try. I haven't been that great lately with this very frigid weather, but I try to start my day off with a run with friends. So mm-hmm. it's just good for my health. It's mentally and physically. It's my social hour with right. a group of friends. So that's usually how I start my day, just to get a calm mind, to be able to tackle whatever the day is going to bring, right. um, then go home and get my son ready. Thankfully, he's pretty sufficient a very (laughs) sufficient 15 year old (laughs) yes he wakes up on his own he gets his own breakfast so uh, now he's starting to drive so he's actually driving us to school to get his time in that's kind of scary too it is scary (laughs) um but the great thing about this position now is uh position i had previously i had a little bit of a different schedule now at least i have an idea of i'm going to work at this time and i'll be home at this time and right and the ed kim herbstra is wonderful she's you know she knows my situation as a single mom yeah it's all about she's great having a good Mm work-life balance um so yeah i get to my day the challenges that i feel um personally i think i I, i'm a to-do list maker so as long as i have my to-do lists Mm -hmm. i can keep my personal life in order right if i don't is that like um do you do uh, time blocking um no I, i mean i'm just very old school i'm a Write it pen down. and paper, no technology, pen and paper, write out my whatever list I need for the day, whether it's work, personal, shopping list, whatever it is. Right. I have to scratch it off. I've been working some uh, recently on goal setting with it, you know, the be in the new year mm-hmm. and so forth. Uh, so it sounds almost like you have like your daily goal list. Yes. And yes. go through it, mark it off and then see what the next day's goals are and mark them off. I'm somewhat that way also. Works well. Kind of yeah. task oriented. Yes. So, very much so. Yeah. For work. The challenges I think I see is, as you mentioned, sometimes we might go into a home and it's just beyond repair. It's, it's very extensive. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little hard to swallow, not sure what we can really do to help that individual. But I do try to make sure that I leave the homeowner with some sort of resource. So mm-hmm. since I started this position in October, I've really been putting a lot of value and time into meeting other 
agencies, organizations, nonprofits in the community, making sure I know what services they are providing to our older adults right. so that I can leave that homeowner with something. A lot of collaboration. Yes, yes, that's great. I think that that's something that's so important, and I see so much of it in our community. Mm-hmm. So that must be difficult for you to go in, assess a need, and you have, you know, let's just say 75-year-old lady who wants to stay at home, and you're not able to help them. I can imagine that that would be a tough one to not take home at night and you know feel like that you failed them how do you work through that it can be difficult I I think just being there to listen some of the individuals don't have family or their family might live far away so they don't have that connection Mm -hmm. or they may not feel they have that connection a lot of the individuals that I've gone into they just want to they just want someone to listen so sometimes it might be just calling and checking in on them asking if there's any other resources they might need do they need food do they need help with their medicaid programs and i want to be able to provide them valid resources some of them are a little not they don't know who to trust Mm -hmm. with a lot of scams that are out there out there today that's um you know uh, at the beginning of our conversation you were kind of going over like the different transactions now you're talking more about the relationship part of it i would imagine that's a huge piece of it they they have to know that they can trust you that mm-hmm. you are there for their best interests mm-hmm. but like you said yeah there are so many scams out there it's you know i was just with uh, i was at, actually at the post office and the other day and this elderly lady was i don't know she needed them to call her i guess when a package was coming and she said can you please show me what number you will be calling from because I don't answer them unless I, I recognize the number because there are so many scams, um, you know, for elderly people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Like, she needs to make sure that she, you know, she wrote the number down so she knew it wasn't a scam. But, yeah, they sh- certainly are taken advantage of. So I can see how um, having building that relationship must be a big piece of this. Definitely. Definitely. I have some that I know that I'll have to call them a couple times before they answer or or I have to leave a message and they'll know it's me and then they'll call me back. So it does take some patience and it does take a lot of time to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what experience they've had previously. Some have been unfortunately swindled by family yeah, or so sad. not the best contractors. So I try to make sure I spend a lot of time and, and I'm very honest and open with them and show mm-hmm. them all the information so they know that I'm not trying to take advantage, take of, advantage them. of right situation. Yeah, I would imagine that would be a big piece of it. And then I would I would think that that would be a relationship that would continue, not just after that one project is finished, because there's probably going to be more down the road. So they at that point, at least have built you've built that trust mm-hmm. with that relationship. So I can imagine that that must be a big piece of it. Um, so I'm going to like we're going to switch gears here a little bit because I think that you are so inspirational in your health journey. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Sure. So some people may not know, and I I mentioned I was a runner, but I was a runner from, I think, age 11 all the way through college. I was fairly competitive, but once I graduated and was trying to find my next steps in life, Mm -hmm. I just kind of stopped running after I got married and Um, I mentioned my stepchildren, I was married, and they were only about six and nine at that time. So my priorities shifted. Right. And now I can look back and say, and and even at that time, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I had way more time than I do now, and somehow (laughs) I didn't have enough time to exercise. I don't, I'm not really sure how that happened. So unfortunately, I mean, they were all great priorities, Mm -hmm. but I was... Well, I think once it, it can happen, like, slowly before we even realize it. And then once you get out of the habit... 
of exercise, I think mm-hmm. it's, it can be difficult to get back into it. There were many times that I tried right. to get back to running. And I remember, I think it was in 2009, I think I ran one of the local races. Mm-hmm. And then I just, something happened and I stopped. And right. then I did it again maybe in 2013. And then life happened and I stopped again. But then it was, I believe, 2015 that I just kind of realized I needed to make a big, big change. Mm-hmm. And at that what, point. Yeah, what was it in, in 2015? I mean, you just weren't feeling good. I'm Your not sure what wasn't the... wasn't great or just an overall you needed to make a change. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. really have a specific catalyst. I think I was... You know, we're all so particular when we're going shopping for clothes. And I can remember okay. how frustrated I'd be when I'd go clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to wear, maybe not, was the best choice. I didn't feel like I looked the best in it. And right. I just wanted we, to... Women can be so hard on ourselves, too. I know. We definitely can. <laughs> I found, and that's what I've taught as as being a coach. I'm not sure why, but women seem to be not very forgiving of themselves. No, you're right. So you're I try exactly to make right. sure I tell people, you need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't do it all. No. You're um, right. So I just decided to to make some changes and I started eating better and I started running and as a former competitive runner Because you, you ran in college, right? I did. And the fact that I couldn't even run one mile without stopping or mm-hmm. feeling like I was going to keel over on the side of the road was it was extremely frustrating and it was a very mental it was a big mental battle for me. I was very hard on myself, but I was determined to go But on that further. brings up a really good point because you could have at that point, and it sounds like you did some in the past, said, you know what, I, I can't do this. So you, you stop, but you didn't this time. You kept going. That's right. And I think at that point I had met some women that had their own little fitness group going on. Mm-hmm. So once I started making more of a social connection, it was easier for me to get out there and do it. The accountability and just being in a community with other like-minded individuals helped right. me continue to go further. And you, uh, your your business, do you still have that? The Runner bakery? Training oh, or the bakery? So, yeah, you have, you've had a couple. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I love it. I, you know, I'm the same way. I, I have I a it. lot going on. Um, Becca Boost Cakes, no, I primarily closed up shop just because I know that I don't have the time that I want to put into it. Mm-hmm. I try to put my full effort into everything to make my standard of product. Right. And it just takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And with uh, my son's schedule on the weekends and with everything else I have going on, it's just a little bit too much. But it was a great business. I, I know you did some things for me over the thanks. years. So. But sometimes during the holidays, I'll do a little bit for family and friends. So right. I come out of retirement every now and then. <laughs> and then runner and training for coaching runners, um, we still have that been going on. But of course, COVID has changed that a little bit. Right. So we've kind of taken a little bit of a break. Um, also, just because we each have a teenage son mm-hmm. right. and other things going on, that's just it's a little bit more difficult at this time. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, but I think at the same time, motivating people to get out and to I think you know the there's so many conversations that I've had on this podcast about COVID and how it's people are indoors and feeling down. Mm -hmm. I think that your inspiration, getting people out and stepping outside your comfort zone and pushing through is huge because I I know for me as well, getting outside and getting a run in, it it clears my, you know, it just, it starts off my day so much better. And whether it's a, a run or even a fast walk, like just getting outside and moving, I think is just huge. It sure Mentally, is. physically. Yeah, it sure is. And I'm on the board for the Shindo Valley Runners. And I can tell you from 
now or from before COVID to now, we've had a significant increase in members. And I think of a significant number of them started running during COVID. So mm -hmm. I think it really has spread and people are searching for those those same things. Outlets, so. Yeah. Um, so with Shenandoah Valley Runners, they, I've, I've been a member also, so people can come and do that. And they don't have to be um, college runners like no. you once were. So anyone out there listening, if you are interested in, in, in getting active, it's a great, great group. Um, how would they get in touch with somebody to, to join Shenandoah? Valley Runners. The website is svrunners.org, I believe. We yeah, do have a Facebook right. page as well. Right. So it's it's very affordable. You, we have a lot of families that do it together. We have couples, mm -hmm. we have singles, we have everyone. So uh, we do have a lot of races normally. They're starting to pick back up. But right now we're in our winter series. But yes, we have anyone that will do a 5K from 16 minutes to over an hour. So it, yeah. it really doesn't it's just you getting out whatever there, being, being with a group that is crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> runners are crazy. In a great you way. got that right, exactly. Yeah, we're a different breed, aren't we? Um, so, with all the things that you have going on and the things that you've had going on, and and you know businesses that you've had and 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 shut down for lack of better words, or um, running when you could and then you didn't. How do you find like what advice can you offer others on staying positive positive? and again we can bring up like COVID how it can like things can be so heavy and negative you've been able to push through a lot of things how how do you do that how what can you offer to others that what do you think that you have in you that somebody else doesn't realize they have in them I'm not sure what I have that's different I just I've always been that type of person I I look for balance I seek positivity I always try to find that you know, bright spot in a dark tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a lot of personal adversity and I just, I just want to keep on getting better. So I have that. For others, I think it's just trying to find whatever motivates them. And I've had, I've worked with people that want me to pick a goal for them and it just can't be that way. Mm -hmm. It has to be very meaningful to you for something that you want to work towards, no matter if it's work related or extracurricular activity related. You just need to find something that's a, feasible realistic goal that's very meaningful to you mm -hmm. and some people prefer to be alone and work towards that goal for me i really feed off of other people yeah you and me both yeah. so i really enjoy being around others who have similar goals and mm -hmm. are inspiring me to yeah, do my and, best and i think i think that, that that's that's exactly how i feel with it's not so much that i need a um accountability accountability partner as it is being around other people that inspire me to 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 be the best version of who i am mm -hmm. and i think that that's what you're saying also it's like i don't know maybe you do have an accountability partner but to me it's being around the people who encourage me to be better they're not saying oh did you get your three miles in <laughs> but they're they just they help me be a better version of myself so i, I think that that's kind of what you were you're saying also right. i mean when i had that turning point and started running at that point i i just wanted to complete a mile or a 5k and mm -hmm. had no crazy goals i know i had wanted to complete a marathon by 40 but not until i started and had a group that i thought oh maybe well maybe i can qualify for the boston marathon uh -huh. and then oh maybe i can run a 50 mile race so right. that was all inspired by those around me i i did not think i was capable of those things and and did you i did all those things and now i enjoy helping other people those Reach. same i just love working with people that aren't sure what they're capable of and helping them get there mm -hmm. and beyond yeah, so it's, it's really neat to 
be a part of that experience. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this just mentoring and knowing that you've been th- you've been where they are and being able mm-hmm. to give them guidance on, on how to push through. I know that there's you know quite a few different programs out there, but reading something from a book versus having somebody right there with you, I think it's a big difference. Yes, for sure. Uh, so I've I've like I said, I've been kind of talking about our um, trying to figure out goals for this year, and you were just bringing up goals um, as well for people. And one thing that I've I've really been thinking a lot about is the difference between having dreams and desires versus goals, because I think what what can happen is you can have a desire to do something, but there's so many other factors or, or things that have to to happen like a goal is more something that we can do basically ourselves. so you know we we could set a goal of doing a 5k that's up to me if I want to do that and I think where people get in trouble is when they have these big lofty open-ended goals and it's like you know there are so many variables that can affect that but finding something that you can do a way to challenge yourself is huge sure you mentioned i mean the key is action you need action mm-hmm. to make your dream into a goal so you have to put right. a plan into place so we can all dream of of all kinds of things right. but if you really want to make a goal then putting action into mm-hmm. it and setting yourself little milestones and it's okay to to have these big dreams but i i often try to have people make baby milestone goals mm-hmm. so you know, make a little goal that's going to lead you up to this much right. loftier goal and, and put a timeline to it. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to do it? Put the right. plan into place. Well, and perhaps like for you, you're trying to get going again with the running, maybe like thinking like, oh, I'll never be able to run a marathon again. I'm not going to do it. And I can't do this. Instead of, like you said, like, I want to do, be able to do a 5K. Like, okay, I can do that. So it's making, mm-hmm. the, making the goals ones that are uh, attainable not beyond our reach correct that's big so in the position that you have that you're in uh, with um, Blue Ridge uh, Habitat for Humanity you said you're kind of you're the new this is a new position so I'm sure setting goals and having uh, different visions for it has been part of what it is that you're doing Um, how has that gone for you have 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 you been able to see the the fruits of your labor so to say I'm getting there. It's because it's brand new and I'm in charge of developing it. It's I love processes and putting processes into place and creating spreadsheets. I'm a little nerd, kind of like that. <laughs> so um, it's just been a whirlwind since October. I've been through a lot of training. I became a certified aging in place specialist. Oh, that's great. I've done Habitat for Humanity training. And then really, like I mentioned, getting out and making connections because mm-hmm. I put so much value on meeting other people in our community and um, people that are like me and unlike me. It's just been so wonderful to get out and about. So we're getting there. It's it's great heading into the new year, working towards, uh, we've been Kim Wilt, who's our um, development specialist. She's been working at applying for new grants. So we're just hoping that we'll get awarded and be able to help right. some more people. So I'm hoping some pieces will fall into place. I'm working to get that holistic assessment, get a relationship with an OT, as well as uh, the big goal is to have a leadership initiative, like a regional multi-sector initiative. Everyone that works with the aging population, like how can we work together to 
you know, tackle some of these issues our aging population is facing. So I'm hoping to create that, oh, that would council be great. in the in the future. And I've I've recently read that this is one of the biggest retirement areas, Winchester Frederick County. Was that was it Virginia or in the country? I don't know. I just know it's like a big retirement um, community our area has become. So definitely a big need for that and for working together with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put numbers to it, which is I mean we all know we've heard the information about the baby boomers, but at this time Every day, 10,000 people are turning the over age of 65. So every oh, wow. single day, 10,000 individuals in the country are 65 now. So wow, it's just going to and continue to living grow. longer, living longer. Right? Yeah, yeah, and hopefully living longer in their own home. That's if right. If you're able to uh, to do something about that, you certainly Hope will. So. <laughs> so, Becky, I have loved having you on the show. I think that you offer so much inspiration in so many different ways. I I know you were a little bit nervous about it, but you just uh, I think uh, people listening. Um, you you just really have a, a good story to tell on um, pushing through and making things happen if you want them badly enough. So I've uh, loved having you on the show. It's uh, our time has come to an end, unfortunately. But is there a good way to help you out? Like what what is what would be the needs that um, that you know we can ask the listeners for the for Blue Ridge Habitat? Is it can they go to the website? What's the best way to get in touch with uh, with you and any sure. of the needs that your organization needs. Sure, my contact information, or you can contact me. You can check the Blue Ridge Habitat for Humanity website out. We will have some volunteer opportunities coming up Great. later this spring, so keep your eyes Super. out for the Save the Date information. But if you know someone that might need our services, whether it be homeownership, we are taking applications still for Norris Village. Oh, okay, those so aren't filled yet? Not yet. We have two homes, I believe, that are still available. Okay, so still looking for those that we can help dive into home ownership and then also if you need if you know somebody that might need the home repairs whether they're elderly or not we do have it for under the age of 62 so you can find us on facebook and all the other social media as well well as our website yeah and i'll be tagging you and and the post coming up also so well thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate it i know the temperature outside is cold but hey you and i are both crazy runners we're getting out there getting it done the best we can (laughs) thanks i really appreciate it all right well thank you everybody for listening and again this is sharon with keeping it real and becky mcgraw thank you guys see you next time 